You're listening to the 12th Region Sports Podcast. PBK Bank has locations in Stanford, Danville, Mount Vernon, Junction City, and Houstonville. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. The People's Bank since 1906. PBKBank.com. Show starts in three, two, one. guys welcome back to this edition of the 12th region sports podcast we are joined now it's been like a two-week layoff and part of that reason was for me uh, but last week we decided to take a step back just because we wanted to start the beginning of the season of football but we are now joined back we're back we're back with chris hazlett our grippos buddy and we're also joined by white raven media Uh-oh. so the birthday boy. Now, this is for everybody. Now, Chris, before we started recording this podcast, you told that you were going to give Lee some grippos for his birthday. Is that right? Well, I didn't say I was going to give them to him. He asked me <laughs> if, if he could have some. And I said I didn't have none. Probably be next week, though. That's cool. he, 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 I'll he be 31 then, too, so it works. I'll be 40. I'll be 41 Sunday. Oh, geez. Will you be, you be 41? My body is already starting to hurt. Is that just something that comes with it being 30? Like, I feel like my body's like, bro, we're done. No, oh, when geez. I was 30, I still felt like I was 18. Now, when you hit 40, it will it will hit you quick. All right. You hear that 12th region? Ten more years to go! <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, this uh, this podcast, we're we're gravely sponsored by PBK Bank, uh, Amy Hazlett Insurance, our back and body chiropractic games of the week, uh, My Time Realty by Yolanda Smith, our new sponsor with J&J Septic Services. Now, I think they're out of Liberty. Is that right, Lee? Do you know if that's for sure or not? Oh, uh, oh gosh. He just sent me the thing. You put me on the spot. My bad. I'll get anyway, it to you in just a second. Anyway, Danville Bolarama with our buddy Zach Cooley, who is actually going to be joining here on this podcast here a little bit later. He's actually finishing up work. So, And Chris Hazlett, of course, with our local Grippos guy. So, um, and also one-on-one business solutions, who I will actually say who does a really good deal. They're actually doing our locker room doors and they gave us a heck of a price so you know that's hey, a good shout that's, out that's a good connection with that but chris i actually uh, got hey, i actually got one of our sponsors some business today somebody needed some plumbing done and i reached out to somebody who's about to join the team and i was like hey y'all do this and boom okay so see we we give our sponsors love we pay them back ain't that right chris i'm trying to mooch off some chips yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as long as they're not the hot side, I told Chris not not I'll start eating some whenever they don't be so hot. So yeah. No, I said you'll 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 start to eat them when you become a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's one hundred percent me. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Well, we'll start out talking about our last week's games. Now we had like it was the first week of football kickoff. You know, it was it was great weather actually last week. I mean, we had like low low mm-hmm. humidity. It was nice sunny all week. 
I mean, it was just like perfect kickoff, and and we were we were there at the Death Valley Bowl. Uh, Chris, we were there watching Gary County and Green County in that first matchup there. Um, what did you see there in the in the Gary County and Green County matchup there that kind of impressed you a little bit? I tell you what, Garrett County Garrett County looked better than what I thought. They were down Thanks. their star running back Malachi, and they came out because Lincoln County had scrimmage green a few weeks back, and I was like, you know, Green's pretty pretty good program, and I I thought they would run away from Garrett County, but Coach Crutchfield has proved yet once again that he can have his guys ready. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out and play, and listen, they may not have the stars that other programs got. But they, they play with a lot of heart and effort. So, that keeps yep. them in a lot of games. And th- they really shocked me. I mean, th- they were close to – they were close to, uh, you know, one touchdown away from having a tight yeah. ball game. But, you know. What do you think about Lee? What did you, you were on the field a little bit there, too, with getting a lot of the, the filming angles and stuff. And what did you see? Yeah, man, I was trying out a new camera that we just got. And so I didn't really get to pay a lot of attention to the action. But um, I did want to shout out Justin Parsons, man, throwed for 219 yards. I'm pretty sure they said that that's the first time that a Garrett County quarterback yeah. has thrown for over 200 yards since, like, what, 2005 or something crazy? So Yeah, Slate Crutchfield, um, which is Spencer's brother. Wow. So look at that history, man. That's crazy. But yeah, 14 out of 26, man. Um, he balled out. And that's just something that comes with Crutchfield, man. It, I think me and Kenny were talking behind the scenes about how he's going to have his team ready. He puts in the work in the, in the times that nobody sees. And, you know, um, he had that Hayden Elman, um, number seven, 127 receiving yards there. So, you know, he's got weapons on the outside. And then you think about what the outcome would have been if they had that Malachi Simmons in there, man. It could have probably been a lot closer than we than we watched. So, Garrett County looks really good. Like that, like you said, Chris, it was a very formidable opponent to start the season off, and I was highly impressed with what I saw, man. It was it's good stuff from them. You know, I think I saw something uh, early. I think earlier today where Green County is actually probably I think top five in in their class. For I guess ranking right now is a top five in their class. But I'll tell you what, their offensive line and the defensive line look pretty huge. So there was a grown man out there. We were joking. Did you see that guy? There was a grown man out there. That dude was huge. Oh, yeah, that was... He, he, he was a bus driver, too. He drove a bus. <laughs> well, Gary County ended up losing 34 to 20. But, you know, like I said, that first that first quarter there, it, it looked pretty like it was going to be like one of those, little, you know, close games or first and second quarter. It looked like it was going to be one of those those close games. But, you know, Gary County ended up pulling out that, pulling out the win uh, there at Death Valley Bowl in game one. But the second game, we're going to jump now to our second game, which was between Lincoln County and Casey County. It was packed. I mean, Le- mm-hmm. Death Valley was Ever packed. disappoints. Chris, I'm going to let you start with this. You, you were there behind the preparations for all week leading up to this game. What was the scene before kickoff? It was crazy, man, because I was doing a lot of, you know, getting stuff ready, getting the sideline, you know, instant replay ready. And, you know, it's just – it's really – you want me to be truthful, it's just total chaos. Like, I'm just going 100 miles. <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't think about nothing. I'm just trying to get everything done. And But, yeah, it was, it was a great crowd. Um, not the outcome we wanted, but, you know, it, it, it still was – you know, kind of a good game. Bro, I tell you what, though, I want your job. Like, every time I looked there and I seen – Lee, I'm not going to lie to you. Every single time yep. I saw Chris, he was on a golf court. 
Oh, dude, I, didn't, I never, I literally never even saw him until we were interviewing the Casey County coach, Levi Rogers. Like, I, that was the first time I saw Chris the whole time. And then, like, Kenny was like, hey, there's Chris. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I know how those behind-the-scenes stuff works, man. It's You're juggling 14,000 balls just to make sure everybody's, you know, going good and you can't even really enjoy the game half the time. So, you know, shout-out to Chris and shout-out to everybody behind the scenes at the Death Valley Bowl. I know that's an impossible feat to pull off, and I think they did an extraordinary job. You know, the the thing the thing that was most exciting is is it almost turned in for into a game with me on the sidelines because you know <laughs> I had the instant I had the iPad with the instant replay you know Coach Peace offense coordinator I yeah. could pull it up like if we, if we scored a touchdown or if we turned the ball over you know I would be beside him and he say let me see them last four series <laughs> and I could pull it up and we would sit there and zoom in and you could see you know who went where, what, you know, how the defense read it and everything. And the referees kind of got, you know, we had one referee on our side that didn't like Josh being out on the field. So I had to put the iPad down and I had to keep keep jerking him back just to keep him. <laughs> the referee was ready So, so you're the get back coach. You were the get back coach. Yeah, I was the I get back coach. I don't know how the KHSA works, but that wasn't the same refs as um... no, the, 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 no, there was two different crews. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember and, being on uh, the side. I just remember being on the sideline, and one of the refs running down the field goes, "All right, boys, we ain't doing this tonight. Get back." <laughs> yeah. So I thought it might have been that dude. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know where they were from. They they normally don't do our games. The crew yeah. before us is who we normally have, uh, but okay. they couldn't do our game because Skylar Gilbert is on that crew. And he's a basketball coach at Lincoln County, so they can't oh. do it. You know, he, he can't do our game, so they had to do the first game. And do they That's, often do that where they stick with the same crew together? Yes. Oh, oh okay. I thought that was just like a pot and they all no, pulled out. No, I, I know a lot of time, a lot of times, you know, a lot of times throughout the season, we'll have the same crew, you know, in a lot of games, you know. Yeah. You know, within, within our district and our area. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's dig into that game a little bit there. You know, it ended up being – Casey County ended up beating Lincoln County 10-6. to 6, But, you know, the game just seemed to be more of like a defensive mindset game. And it it, it just seemed like when, you know, when, when Casey would score, Lincoln – you know, Lincoln scored. And it's just like, you know, it was it was basically a battle of the defenses other than, you know, Evan Stevens running for 171 yards and a touchdown. But – which ended up being the decision of the game. So – Oh, it's, all right, guys. We're we're now joined by our other co-host, Z, who, 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 who decided to, to jump the in. The man has arrived. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Zach. We're talking about the the second game there at the Death Valley Bowl. We're talking about the Casey County Lincoln County game, and and Stop I was right. telling them that yeah, it was more of like a defensive battle, and Absolutely. you know, ten to six. What did you see from from your side? I know you, I don't know if you were there or not. I didn't see you, um, but what did you see from that game? Two struggling offenses, but two defenses that I thought played better than I expected, and that's not a knock on either of them. That's um, a really good point. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Lincoln's going to get better, uh, new offensive coordinator, and I think once they, you know, obviously they're hurt by an injury or two, but I think they'll improve quite a bit once they get used to a different offense with a new offensive coordinator. But also on the flip side, you know, I was impressed with Casey because um, going into it, you know, I, you know, that a lot of things I saw and a lot of things I kept up with, I thought, you know, it was going to be Lincoln's game, but I, I was impressed with Casey. So I, I think both teams will be fine going forward, though. Yeah, you know, Jimmy, why, am I, why am I, 
why am I here? You all are so freaking smart. And I'm just like, y'all are just, just geniuses. And I'm here just having a good time. <laughs> just to anyway, piggyback off that, you know, Zach, Zach's right. You know, you know, both both offenses really struggled. You know, you take Levi with Casey County. He lost a lot of a lot of a lot of playmakers from last year. Even though he's got 14 seniors returning, he lost a lot of his playmakers. Now you go to Lincoln County side, you you lose Connor Davis for the year. You lose Cash Smith for the year. Elon yeah. Lane has been hurt. He he just came back, but he really was a deep you know played defense only. Um, you know, it's just been. It's been an uphill grind for us coming back out, but you know we've seen some we've seen some good things defensively, and we know we'll get there offensively. So, well, you know one of the things that popped out, you know, it, it shows that Casey County's got a quarterback there in Andrew Price that's got you know showing some pretty good signs there for for uh, uh, Coach Levi there for the next future for the next couple of years for sure. You know Levi done something that I'd never expected him to do. Whenever he got down there. And it, they stalled out. He sent his field goal unit out there, and I said, "There's no way he's gonna kick a goal. There's no way. There's no way he's gonna." And when I seen that kid's foot, I said, "Okay, he's going. Yeah, I don't blame him." Well, that you tells know, me right there, you know, and, and I'm with you on, on on that statement with him, you know, being a quarterback school when he was playing. That tells me right there he's gonna be a dang good head coach because he yeah. he's he's ahead of the game. You know, a young coach at that age. It's it's like a like a high school kid playing PlayStation. They're gonna go for it on fourth and twenty. Doesn't matter where they are. But he's yeah. ahead of his he's ahead of his time. And I'm here to tell you, I think Casey County's gonna be, you know, I'm not saying they're gonna go out and win the state championship, but he's gonna have a good run at Casey and he's gonna put them on the map. And I know they they you know hung around there with Stonebreaker for a while, but I think Levi's gonna do something with when he's not supposed to. And, hey, and a lot hey. of people wrote him off. Hey, Zach, I want to piggyback off that. So I was even at the Mercer County game, and that seems to be a trend. I know we see it a lot in the NFL right now and some in college, but I noticed that a lot of people are going for the fourth downs. Do you Correct. think that's a trend that we can continue to see in this uh, in high school sports? Because that's not a conservative way to play, which is typically what high school sports is often known for. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't know one way or the other. Um, I'm old school, I guess, in my mind when it comes to that. It's always take the points, but in, in – you know, but when a coach of his age, his age, first-time head coach, doing that in that type of game, yeah, and you know that tells me a lot about him as a coach. And, and not saying I didn't respect him because I did it all. I, I mean, I did, you know, 100% going in, but I gained that much more for him because you know he's doing the little things right there. Yeah, and, and that's that says a lot to me. So they're on the right track, and I, that tells me they got the right guy. And I, I look for them to do some big things in the future. A lot of a lot of pro a lot of your smaller programs. I mean, kickers have almost become obsolete in football. Um, sure, they, they you know they they just stick with soccer. We're lucky enough that you know with Lincoln County we had a kid quit soccer and devote his time to kicking because he he sees it he can do something kicking football instead of soccer. Um, you see that in the middle school level, if you kick a field goal, it can't you know in middle school when you kick an extra point it counts for two. If you run Correct. or pass it in, it only mm -hmm. so it's opposite of high school rules because they want to develop kickers. Um, but now you going into a game on Friday night, your game plan is to kick an extra point. But if the other team scores and goes for two, then more likely you're going to go for two. You 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 don't want it to like, just keep getting away from you. Yeah, Correct. and I think and I think and I think there's still value in the kickers. Like when you have a solid kicker, East Jessman has a phenomenal kicker with Isaac Johnson. That kid kicked a seventy yard like. 
like kickoff that went through the uprights. And I think that's it's still a pivotal part of the game because it can set it your is. defense upright. So I don't Great. think it's totally a lost art. And I don't want us to get the I don't want anybody to get the impression that we're like dissing kickers, which I don't think you guys are. No, but like, not at all. But yeah, but I just think will, go ahead, man. One one thing that I'm gonna pick up if it's a shootout type game, he may not kick a field goal there, but mm-hmm. he knows that it's a just a knockdown drag out, you know, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust type game. Yeah, and points are valuable. He may go for it in the game if it's forty-two to forty or something like that. Yeah, he's going to go yeah. for it in those situations, yeah. but. In a game where points are at a premium, that tells me all I need to know about him as a coach, that they've got the right guy and they're on the right track. Hey, and shout out to Chase Markham as his first start yeah. as a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Yeah, exactly. You know, big, big things there. I mean, he, I mean, the defense was alive for Casey County. You know, only, you know, holding Lincoln County to six points, that, that speaks a lot of his coaching style. And shout out, shout out Bo Patterson, our defensive player of the game, brought to you by Amy Hazlitt Life Insurance. Um, man, he was phenomenal and actually made Lincoln County fight for it. I think, honestly, he was a difference maker in that game. If you didn't have such a threat on the defensive end that always gave you, that consistently gave them negative yards, Lincoln probably could have done a lot more on some of those really good drives they had. Yeah. Anyway, but, sorry hey, to derail this, Jimmy. Just, just no, to it's... correct you. Hey, I'm going to correct White, White Raven there. It's Hazlitt, not Hazlitt. Oh, my bad. Hey, hey, I'm glad birthday, you man. I, I'm glad he, he, he's he's thinking ahead of time here. He's got he's got birthday cake. He's got everything on his mind right now. So, you know, it's just kind of, you know, he's ready to, for midnight to come here. But, but No free chips if you can't get the name right. <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry. Disrespecting the name. My bad. My bad. <laughs> we got, well, guys, another game that ended up being a little, uh, I guess you could call a slobber knocker, was Rock Castle at Anderson County when Rock ended up beating 53 to 15 in a blowout. Uh, you know, Coach Larky got his first win of the season. You know, he starts the season at one and zero. But but I tell you guys, one of the stats that just popped out of me that I'm just looking at here: the quarterback transfer from uh, uh, I can't even think where he came from, but Tucker Warren. He was 12 of 18 with 219 passing yards with four touchdowns in that game. Yep. So uh, yep. you know that is that's and huge. He's at Rock Castle, correct? Yeah, Rock Castle. Yeah. Man. Are, are we going to get tired of saying transfers this year, the transfer in? The transfer never, in? never, buddy. That's a fun topic these days. <laughs> hey, maybe you need to put something on the YouTube show, uh, Lee. You can put one of those on there. So. It's, a, it's, a, it's fun. Which It depends on which side of the aisle you're on. That's very true. Very, very hey, true. Are you getting the kid or are you losing the kid? So, I mean, well, you're right there, you know. I need to be quiet. Hey, if I'm not mistaken, Chris Hazlett popped one on his Twitter a couple weeks ago or a couple weeks ago about one. So, yeah, I was tickled to death, man. Yeah, a kid, a kid, a middle school kid had transferred with Guy Bailey to Somerset and went with him to Corbin, and decided he wanted to be back home. That Corbin's too far away, so we're glad to have you back. That's awesome. But uh, some other stats in that game, guys. Stephen Powell, who I, I don't even think we ever mentioned was, he had three rushes for 67 yards in that game. But one also thing that I saw while looking at these stats was is that it seemed like Rock Castle kind of went away from that smash-mouth football, and they kind of threw the ball. <laughs> we talked about that a couple, couple shows back. We talked we about did. that. We did. Rock Castle's going to throw it more in one game than they did in an entire season back in the early 2000s. Yeah, I like and Rock Castle's turning over a new leaf. And, and but, but, but look different. at, but look at those weapons they have, man. I mean, you have the Isaiah. Uh, I don't want to butcher Isaiah Jackson. Yes, Isaiah. Isaiah. Jackson. I didn't know if it was guy, Isaac or Isaiah. I've said it all along. 
that dude is the real deal. Like I'm I've been, you. I wanted to talk to, I was talking to him even when we did the prep series and he is hungry this year and he's already sending us clips. I know, uh, dude, watch out for the top 10 next week whenever I can get time to breathe and put that together. He had a phenomenal hit on the defensive side too. That kid is out there balling and he is not going to get enough credit this year. But with you, when you have like, look at the Boyle County side, when you've got weapons on the outside, you can do some damage and, you know, and then you've got that Stephen Powell that can rush the ball too. Look out for Rockcastle is all I'm saying. Yeah, well, Christian Larkey, he, it, he, I don't think he had much rushing stats in that game, but he, as you can see, you know, Coach Larkey put him in the, put him on the flat, let him get those catches. He had 75 yards for a touchdown as well. So, and Caleb Moore, yeah, I think that's a kid also that was on our players to watch list that, uh, you know, kind of that, that was under the radar a little bit too. So, um, but let, let's jump to Nicholasville right now. So, guys, we had two games over in Nicholasville that probably I remember Lee, me, you, and Kenny were sitting there talking about. We're like, man, we should have been. What, there. what was going on? We should have been Nicholas, there. <laughs> what was going on in Nicholasville? Yeah, the, fir- the first game of the night was East Jessman versus Wayne County. Now, East Jessman, here we go. They were number fourteen on our preseason watch list, right? And then they, they got against- outplayed their ranking exactly for sure. <laughs> And they play Wayne County, who is preseason top five, top six. They ended up Wayne County ended up winning thirty five to twenty eight, and which what ended up being a shootout. And to me, East Jessman has proven that number fourteen. They proved that they are definitely not number fourteen. So in my re- in my weekly segment of White Raven knows nothing except what behind the scenes camera stuff works. I thought Antoine Dumfort was a quarterback. Am I wrong? Was he no, the quarterback he- last year? He was quarterback last year for Wayne County, but when we interviewed the coach, he said that he had some competition going. Didn't know exactly oh, where he was going to put it. He's he's labeled like Clayton Davis and yep. uh, Quisenberry. He's an he's an athlete. Well, they're labeled yeah. as athletes. So yeah, and he'll play wor- anywhere on the field. And the world was introduced to Mr. Corbin Edwards for ten of twenty for two hundred and fifteen yards with that phenomenal athlete of Antoine Dumford on the outside man. That like Jimmy, we should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like this kid's a freshman. He he's he's a yeah. freshman. He, he's a multi-sport athlete. He plays basketball as well. You know, sitting there looking at the stats, he had ten for twenty for two hundred fifteen yards with three touchdowns. I mean, that's just for. And he's not even that. T- he's not that tall. He's probably like. I mean, I would probably guess maybe six one, six foot, maybe. So you know, to to put up those kind of numbers, and and like we said before. Uh, Zach, we we talked about how Dumford was going to be just the, the next Jacob Jones. I felt like, but for sure. his his stats was crazy. He had seven rushes for thirty two yards with a touchdown, six receptions for one hundred sixty four yards with two touchdowns. He had a kickoff return of a ninety plus with six total tackles on the defensive end. That's just, I mean, that that's numbers. I I mean, if you get a kickoff in a high school football game, to me, that's just still that's still something to watch out for. All-out athlete, for sure. You know? uh, but also something on the East Jasmine side of this is is Dante Parker Morton. I mean, and I, you know, we talked to uh, Isaac Johnson a couple of weeks ago when we did our preseason with East Jasmine, and he mentioned him as being their starting quarterback for somebody to look out for. But, you know, he's going to be a name to remember as the season continues for sure. So the second game of the, of the night, Nicholas Field, was West Jasmine and Danville. West Jessman ended up winning the game 34 to 27, which seemed like Jessman County, as, as we said, should have been the game that we all should have went to. 
Chris, what do you think about that game? Yeah, you know, we all, it's not no secret. With Davo losing losing two of their star players, or let's just say more, they, they lost more than just two. Um, a lot of people down at Danville, but Braden Broffman, Boffman put Danville on his back and had a heck of a game, man. You know, it seems like those kids are rallying around the new coach and they're going to say, hey, we're going to show people Danville's still relevant. So, you know, I, I was impressed with Dan. I, even with the loss, I was more impressed with Danville's play yeah. than I was West Jasmine's win. Yeah, and, and, and Zach, it was Coach uh, Coach Parks got his first win there, you know, or first, sorry, not first win, but it was his first game uh, as under a new team, under a, a new strategy, you know, and he seemed like he was, you know, that he seemed like during the preseason leading forward to this, that this was going to be a game that could, you know, justify, you know, where Danville was going to be at. And it looked like they were they were right there with West Jessamine. The oh, they time. were. They, they fought their way back, too. And, um, and I even saw a tweet that he put out. I mean, he, he seems very positive about the game that they had um, and and going forward. And, and to be honest with you, um, I, I didn't think – you know, I'm not saying they didn't have a chance to win that game, but, you know, going in if, with the new coach, losing star players, you know, I, I you know, uh, I would have thought, you know, I'm not into moral victories, but I feel like Danville's got one and they showed me some promise. And I think that they're going to – I'm not saying they're going to do it all, but I think they're going to out – outperform what a lot of people put on them because they do have some kids that can play some ball yeah they're they're calling this season the revival and you know that i think stems from a lot of the stuff they've got going on behind the scenes um and i don't want to get into all that but you know when you i think one of the things that the coach said before the season started in an interview was that he's trying to get this team to buy into playing together and um you know once you do that it's not about the name on the field it's about the numbers on the field and then i think honest to god if he can really get that team to buy into a team mentality, like I think he's really trying to do this year, when you have a stud like Braden Boffman and you can figure all the other things out like that, but we have seen with the Tavy Quisenberries back when he was at Garrett County, when you have one player that is just that can set yourself apart and then you have the rest of the team buying into that, in my personal opinion, you can do something special despite all the outside noise. And I, I'll, I root for the Danville kids, and I'll leave it at the kids, but um, I really do want them to pull off a really successful season coming off just a lot of outside noise going on. Absolutely. Yeah, I want them to as well. I mean, yeah. the, you know, the city of Danville needs that. The community of Absolutely. Danville football needs that. Because, I mean, it's no secret to, to know that there's been some hard times and there's been some bad blood with the whole, you know, the, the way that, you know, some previous coaches and I'm not without saying any names, you know, and they I want to see them succeed. And there's yeah. no doubt that they have the talent to do it. And, you know, we're, we're talking about Boffman after a game, but I got a feeling Danville's got a lot of kids. It's going to be a different kid step up all the time because they've Trumbo, always got the all those names. Trumbo. Yeah. There you go. And and it's just going to be a different kid every week. And they're going to put yep. the pieces together. It's just a matter of time. And they showed me some things. I got to watch some highlights. I didn't get to go to the game. I got yep. to watch some highlights and do some things. They're a step ahead of where I thought they would be at this point. And I think by For the sure. end of the year, they're going yep. to be a team that can beat some teams they weren't supposed to. And Danville needs that title town game to be legit. I don't think it's going to be beautiful this year, but I would love to see that title town matchup become something special again. That's there's just nothing like that game. It will. Hey, but when it, you run for two hundred twenty-one yards, not. It, yeah. it'll happen. 
it's just a matter when of you time. run for 221 yards that's that's pretty crazy Hey, I'm going to yeah. have to jump he in. He joined our elite club, right. and we haven't really released anything yet. But when you run for 200 yards, you're doing damage out there. Uh, you know? uh, but Braden Boffman, he's that dude, man. He is all – like, he was hitting me up in preseason going, we got to get something out there because I'm going to have a special year. And I don't think he he's, he doesn't mean that. I think he's put in the work in the offseason. This kid's special, and I really want to see him go places. Hey, Jimmy, you're going to take control of this thing. You can't be letting everybody talk <laughs> Anyway, over. back to you, Jimmy. Oh, you know what I mean? Come on. Here, here we go. We are joined now by the presence, Kenneth G. Gooden. Kenny's just mad because he ain't talking. <laughs> you dang right. I can't get a word in. in between. He got uh, bored. He wanted in. to jump on the podcast. I know. The, uh, Kenny's party's over. we got nothing to learn here now. You know what to talk all the time. I know what I'm done. I just jumped in and see how things were going, man. But, uh, I'm, you know, you all were talking about Danville and Pulaski and, and uh, that stuff. I mean, we're going to find out a little bit about Danville this coming week. Well, we were talking about Danville and West Jessman, but it's cool, bro. You just jump in. Well, well I mean, it, you all been talking for 40 minutes about the region. You probably should be in the preview by now. Uh, uh, you all, at this rate, this is going to be a two-hour show. Hey, we got to make up for last week. Shut That's up. Right. Two-hour show here. with Come on, why am I here? <laughs> Y'all have fun. Let's go. Let's let Kenny have his time. Kenny, go ahead and talk what you were going to say. Kenny, what do you sorry. think about Danville this year, brother? Tell us all the juicy details that you know. I know a lot of stuff, but I ain't going to say. I don't know. Danville, I think Danville had a good showing against West Jessamine. I think there's still a lot to, a lot to figure out. We don't know. Um, I mean, I think we'll find out a lot about them coming with the Pulaski game. Very you true. Know, Pulaski's lost a lot, too. So, it'll kind of give you an idea of what's going on there. But, um, let's be real about it. They do have a long ways to go when you compare them to the Boils. And the, I mean, you look at some of the teams that Mercer's a really good team this year. Um, Southwestern's always good, you know. So it's a. Uh, I'm still. I mean, it's hard to get anything from one game. You know, the uh, Braden Boffman had a great game. Applaud to him. And and Danville had a good showing against West Jessamine. But let's just see what happens as the season goes. I mean, that's really all I can say about it when it comes to that. Hey, hey, Chris, something that we I want to throw out here just a little bit. We talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about who would be the replacement for Jacob Jones. Well, Gabriel Smith from West Chessman, his numbers were crazy outrageous. He had five touchdowns total. He had 20 rushes for 158 yards and 129 passing yards with two touchdowns. So look yeah, out yeah, for that. Kid, I did, I, yeah, kid, I didn't even have on my radar. But, man, wow, that, you know, that's, phenom- that, that's, that's what's so great about this sport is you think you've got it figured out, then – here comes a curveball out of you know out of nowhere you know so it, it's just great i think every week we're going to we're going to be talking about a kid who's who's yeah. going to be that next guy mm-hmm. so well another game that happened the, the last week was Ballard and Southwestern now you know Ballard ended up winning 41 to 34 but you know it, it looks like coach Foley's decided that he was going to test his his squad there early this first couple of weeks so uh so Zach what do you think about that game kudos to him i mean and I correct me if I'm wrong, but that game's on the road. Takes the team from you know Southwestern, and they go north and, and, and go play a big Louisville school who I thought who, who was you know a bad luck away from advancing one round further in the state playoffs last year in 6A. And you know that's that's not an easy thing to do because you know he's playing a team full of athletes, a team that's on the rise in Ballard. Uh, I know they've had some you know mm-hmm. successful seasons uh, with you know new coach that they had had up there, and and, and I know they were. You know, Bull played them a couple of years ago. 
bowl game. So, you know, it's no doubt that they had some athletes, but you can tell he's seasoning his team for down the road to make a playoff run. And I think they, you know, come, you know, into the season, they, they're going to be a team direct uh, going to be there. So I, I, I didn't, you know, going in, I didn't know that it would be that close, um, especially being on the road, but they certainly, they certainly surprised me. But Chris, you know, Chris, you know, whenever I think I looked at the score, I saw the updates on the score while I was at the Death Valley Bowl game, and I think Southwestern, the the game was a little bit further away than what the score actually ended up being. I think Ballard was ahead by maybe three touchdowns or so before uh, this ended up being the final score. So, you know, what do you think? Uh, how do you think Southwestern bounces back from this? You know, just like just like Danville, just like Lincoln, just like some of these other schools we talk, we got to think. Southwestern's got a brand new defensive coordinator. Danville's got a new head, a new whole coaching staff. You know, Lincoln County's got a new offensive coordinator. You know, you can't really tell anything off that. How do they bounce back? Well, practice weekly practice. You know, and and getting the next Friday will be where you know where where they're at. You know, you can't just say you know what. They're just going to have to get comfortable with their coaches. You know, new play calls, new this, new that. So, I think Southwestern will be in. Good shape, I think they did well. They they went a, went against a great team. It's just that you know you got a new defensive coordinator. You you got new kids playing. You know, don't judge them by this first game. They'll be just fine. Uh, Lee, whenever you you were down there doing the prep series, one of the guys who had a pretty crazy game there was uh, Christian Walden, who his nickname is Waldo. Who Kenny, by the way, we are going to get you set up to play him in some Call of Duty for uh, your Kenny's corner. But uh, Ooh, I like <laughs> sixteen rushes for hundred. For the record, yards how many times is, how many times is Kenny going to get beat? He's bold. He's been bowling. <laughs> he's been playing tennis. Wait for the hey. Two. Here's a teaser. Wait for the next one. It's fun. Well, okay. All right. I'll wait. But, but it, just my personal info, Kenny's going to be 0-12 getting beat by high school kids every <laughs> week. I, I beat Avery. I, I, I beat Avery in bowling, so I'm 1-1. One one. Well, I'm 1-0 okay. right now. All right. Well, I'll give you Dang that. it, Kenny. He just, yeah, you just <laughs> – good job. Listen, we all, we all knew he was going to get beat at tennis anyway. So. Very true. Very true. <laughs> hey, but Lee's my witness. I, I at least made it through the whole game. Uh, look, look, we don't need to talk too much about it. Just wait for the uh, next Saturday, September 2nd. It's dropping. That was terrifying. I did a few rounds of it. Props to Kenny for even stepping up. That was terrifying. Anyway, what were you saying about uh, it, Waldo? Waldo it, Jimmy? It, it, I just completely lost track of that. We're going to move over to the next game with Somerset and Perry County Central. So, all right. So, it, Perry County Central ended up winning this game against Somerset 22 to 21 now. I heard this was a thriller game. So can can one of you fill me in on what exactly happened here, Chris? Do you or, or Zach know what exactly happened here? I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I know the final score was twenty two twenty one, and Clay Clevenger's kickoff to his time at Somerset. And I've read some stuff on some forums online. Don't know a whole lot about it, but same scenario: new coach, new system. Just getting acquainted. Don't don't judge Somerset by what you saw last week. So are you uh, talking about the last I, play of the game? Yeah, I, yeah. I saw something. I have heard there's a questionable play, but I, I'm not up to date on it. So, so I, I watched the clip today. Apparently, they Somerset was kicking a field goal, and it got blocked before it got to the line of scrimmage. And then the Somerset player picked it up and run it in. But oh. I don't know if they – I don't think they counted it. 
and there's some controversy around that, or they count it, or something oh. like that. But it's all, it was a kick, a field goal kick that was blocked, and then someone picked it up and ran it in. So, oh, wow. Here, well, here's what we can say about uh, Somerset. They've got a stud quarterback in Josh Bruner, who, who did 16 to 21 completions, one of the highest percentage completions in the region right now. And then the world was introduced, and I keep, sorry to keep saying this, but those Hughes brothers, guys, <laughs> are two people to freaking watch this year. Those guys remind like it was so funny. I was talking to a buddy at work, and they were like the Hughes brothers, They're like that's twins. Everybody's talking about, but I was like, no, but stay tuned, man, because those guys are here to make some noise, and I'm very excited about what those two teams, what those two guys alone can bring to the defensive side of the ball and to the offensive side of the ball. Those dudes are ballers, and I think Somerset, like I think, what was it? You all interviewed Clay earlier in the season on the podcast, and Clay was like, "We're gonna have some rough growing pains, but stay tuned because it'll be towards the latter end of the season when we start pulling stuff together." And I have yeah. no doubt about that. Clay Clevenger's a beast of a coach. The Hughes brothers, Josh Bruner, they've got some weapons. I'm really excited for the future of Somerset. You know, Zach, you you mentioned something earlier, and I actually had these three written down here: was new coach, new style, new roles. And that was the three. That was the three things that I, that I thought about when I thought about this game. Is is, is Somerset? They're all into a, they're introduced to a new coach. They're introduced to a new style, and they got new roles. I mean, you look at For the sure. camp using and Chris. I mean, those those guys are playing probably positions they they've not played significant amount of minutes in for the past couple of years. Yep. Absolutely. When you're dealing with high school kids, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old kids, you know, that that's that's a that's a big change. You know, it's it's not like we're dealing NFL kids that are getting traded around, you know, going to, you know, everybody can adapt to anything. It takes some time. And you know, you gotta get in game situations to 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 live and learn. And you know, I'm not writing them off. I know they got beat, but I still think that they're mm-hmm. that's another team I've got on my radar that's that's gonna, you know, that's probably gonna outperform what a lot of people thought going into the season. Well, you know, you, you know, t- just just to add one more thing. You know, we talked about growing pains in this and that, but you know, you got this whole off season to, to prepare, and you think you're getting ready, but you can't put pads on in full contact until what is it like the second week of August? Yeah, first or second week. Of, I mean, everything you thought you you've done accomplished goes out the window because once you start hitting. Everything changes. That same thought hit me at the Garrett game. I was like, man, these kids, like, you can't really feel the full force of the game until an Isaiah Jackson leaps with his shoulder and takes you the frick out. So, like, there is so many things that change when the when the ball is kicked off for the first time in the season. Yeah. Well, Kenny, I'm going to jump to you here real quick. I want you to talk about this Pikeville-Plasky County game at Corbin. So, you know, Pikeville ended up winning 34-12 to on this game, but – you know, Pikeville, something that I thought about here, Pikeville is one of the favorites in 1A. The question the here favorite. to be is, is yeah, they are the, the big dogs, favorite, man. the dog. What does 5A Pulaski County take from their 1A loss to in their RPI? Oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not really for sure. It, it's, I mean, Pikeville's a great team, so – you know, like that, that sometimes that school size doesn't matter as much. I mean, you look at um, historically teams like, you know, Lincoln being uh, 5A, now 4A, uh, you know, number of kids don't really equal better football teams always. Um, but, you know, Pulaski's lost a lot. Look, they lost Duggar. They lost Godby from last year's team to two, like, really good football players. 
Um, Pulaski had a, a, a an off season where they had some uh, you know tragic you know tragedy and stuff, and it, it, I think it's just a, a mix of another mix of just it's the first game of the season. Let's see what happens with them. A uh, coach Hines football team's not going to be too bad. I can tell you that right now. They work too hard. Facts. Uh, they they run a great program down there. I'm eager to see the game this coming week with them. Like I said, Pulaski and Danville. I want to see if Pulaski is the Pulaski County. And listen, Pulaski County's middle school program is the best in the region when it comes to yeah, football. By far, it, yeah. Hands down. Um, so that, that young group's coming up, too. The question is how many, how much time does those young kids get on the, the field and, and when do they start coming up? I mean, they, he's going to have a chance to win a state championship soon, I believe, in the next three or, you know, next two or three years. I'm I'm gonna jump in there and piggyback off this. Listen, there's there's three there's three teams in the state of Kentucky that if you play them on your first game of the season, you can't base anything off from it. That's Bull County, Trinity, and uh Pikeville. Pikeville. Yeah. I Listen, totally agree. I, I think that score was respectful. Yes. With with with, with what Pulaski County lost. I mean, that game could have been a running clock, just a complete blowout. But Coach Hines has them guys, you know, yeah, you know, it's still it's still a three-touchdown win. But that game could have got out of control with how explosive Pikeville is or Bull County is or St. X or Trinity. You know, it, you can't really base anything off that game. No, and, and I just really quickly, I know we need to wrap this team up real quick, but Pike, like, and we're the 12th region. I'm not trying to dip into it much, but my experience down there when I'm filming Paintsville is they've played Pikeville, obviously. I've seen those dudes. You're talking about athletes, man. Like, that would be the Boyle County of that area. It's they're just dogs, man. The coaching style, everything Chris about it. Every, one of the best every, coaches in the state. Yes. Every single player takes his position dead bleep serious. And there is nothing to be ashamed of that loss, in my opinion, for Pulaski. I just Pulaski started off the season with a phenomenal opponent that is only going to be like setting the bar for where they can be. I have no this is one of those games that I kind of just wipe off in my personal opinion, just because like you went out there, you balled against some dogs and now you come back and you come back into the region and whatever you're about to play with the Danville and then you just grow from it, man. Pikeville is that team that I know of. I mean, what they were state champions last year, right? Am I wrong? They were for the, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah and, they and they are that team. favorite to do it again. Exactly. I. It's just one of those games that you go in. Uh, you don't like. I'm. I'm also a believer in not taking moral victories, but you. You do what you do against them. You see where you're at with the whole state on the first game of the year, which oh, that's the game you work out all the kinks on anyway, and then you grow from it. Look, Coach Hines is one of the best coaches in the region, if not the best in the region. Uh, no, 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 sorry. One of the best. I know the best in the region. I won't give his name out. But, um, like, he is just – he's just a dog, man. And and I just – I don't have any doubt. It was their first time when I filmed him in the prep series, and he was like, we're going out and we're, we're loading up immediately. That was a, a coaching style that shocked me, um, getting them prepared in the prep series, and I loved every minute of it. I have no doubt that they're going to rebound from this easily. And shout out Harris Denmeyer, boy. You a beast, dog. <laughs> well, guys, we had three other games that happened uh, Friday night and, and Friday and Saturday night. And, and we, uh, Lee, I'm going to get to you with the, with the Taylor County, Mercer County game. And, yep. and Zach, I'll get to you with the Gibson, uh, Southern, and Boyle game. But Chris, uh, McCurry Central went to South Laurel and played. You know, this game actually kind of was closer than I thought it was going to be. 
South Laurel ended up winning 35 to 23. And, and it seemed like, you know, some names for McCurry Central popped up there, you know, that that we didn't have listed in our, in our players to watch, you know, kid like Logan Mitchell. Uh, but but they're also McCurry Central is also under a new coach as well. So what did you take from that game? Yeah, just just the same. I, I'm gonna sound like I'm on repeat here. New new coaching staff. Let's burn the tapes on game one. Let's grow and move on. Lee Taylor County was at Mercer County as well. So you know that game. I'm gonna let you talk about that game because you were at that game. You were, yeah, I you were right under everything. You saw everything that went on. Talk to us yeah. a little bit of what happened between Taylor County and Mercer County. I saw boys. Give me the ball. All right, so. Let me introduce you to the one, the only Thaddeus Mays and Ashton Drakeford. I, okay, I was on the sidelines filming the game, and I'm not kidding. I went in there. I even told the gatekeepers. I was like, I'm only in here for a few pictures, and I'm gone. I didn't want to stay. That game had me hooked, and I could not leave. And then there was interceptions, and it wasn't one of those games where you're like, Oh, there was a lot of turnovers or stuff like that. It was a shootout, and Taylor County is no snub. You're talking about a lineman that's got uh, committed to UK and then another one, a running back, I think, that's also being looked at by the University of Kentucky. There was no snubs on the other end of the ball for Taylor County, and Mercer County knew that they were 35-plus point underdogs going into this game and took it personally. And I'll never forget the chance of – um, ye- of yeast at the end of the game going, what do we do to come in here, win? What do we do to come in here, win? And the boys bought in. I was blown away. This was personally my game of the week because it was a dogfight. And Thaddeus Mays and Ashton Drakeford are a connection that I think the world needs to check out because Thaddeus, Thaddeus Mays is an absolute stud. He's a quarterback. He gets under, He gets kind of overlooked because of his size, and that's not a pun intended. I just think that a lot of people can't really – Think of how he can do damage being that size. But, dude, he was dodging tackles like he was Lamar Jackson out there. Like he was – he's unbelievable in what he can do. And then on the defensive side, also making plays. I really believe – and this is not just me being a prisoner of the moment. I really believe Mercer County is one that's going to make a lot of noise this year. They're, in my opinion, top three in the region. And it was a phenomenal game, man. I mean – the student section bought in, the whole program bought in, and a lot of people walked into that. I was even on the sideline filming, and a player was like, yo, did you hear what we heard coming in? And I was like, no, what's up? He said, we were 38 to like six, or, or it was 44 to six underdogs coming into this game, and they put up the numbers, man. I am so proud of the Mercer County organization and what Craig Geese has got going on over there, man. That is a team to watch without a doubt this season. They are literally my top three in the region, and I'm so pumped about what I witnessed over there. You know, I, uh, Taylor County come in is supposed to be in one of the. Uh, I mean, they're supposed to be juggernauts from what they're I some, yeah, told. and and they um, played I don't know like the it. I mean, it was this or not, but I read a post on the, about a scrimmage between Taylor and Casey that took place a couple of weeks ago before the season started, and I don't know the truth to it, but just throwing it out there, I heard it was seventy-seven nothing Taylor County over Casey, so. Take yeah. take that with a grain of salt, but I heard yeah. they absolutely drummed. So that you may be onto something with Mercer being way ahead of the ball there. And, and, and it, it was it, it it wasn't. And I can't stress it enough. It like you know you see those kind of upsets, and you're like, okay, well somebody had a bad game. No, it was a literal shootout to where the kicker could have taken the night off. I mean, those they were just putting it up, man, and it was a battle and. Everybody loved it, dude. I was so thankful I went to that game, and I just could not leave, man. It was awesome. 
was like another game that ended up happening was Boyle we ended up traveling to Bowling Green to play Gibson Southern now this game ended up being uh one of those games that you just pop the popcorn for the first two or three minutes and then you it's kind of over at that end so what did you see coming from that game I think, I mean, obviously, you know, both 20, up 29 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Um, they came out clicking on all cylinders. And then I'm not going to, you know, use the word stagnant, but the game kind of slowed down a little bit. I think Bull might have got a little complacent early, but I also think on the flip side, Gibson Southern adjusted to Bull's speed and the Bulls, and, and the Bulls game, and they did play well after that first quarter. And, I mean, you think about it, it's seven to six for a three-quarter game. But obvi- the game was never in doubt, but – you know, I you know I'm not going to say I'm worried going forward for Bulls' future, but you know, I'm you know they've got to you know find a way to to keep that offense clicking because there's no doubt it started out clicking. Avery Bodner goes 80 yards on the first play on just a little shuttle pass there. So, you know, and then you know they march down the field again, 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 and it's 29 nothing. And you're thinking, oh, this is a running clock. This game, you know, but it didn't get there. Um, but kudos to that to Gibson Southern. I mean, they're they're a solid team that I you know won a lot of games in the last couple of years. Returned yeah, a lot of talent. And only two losses. Studs. Correct. They had some studs playing too. Their quarterback, couple of receivers. I mean, had some pretty good size. You know, on the line. I mean, you know, they they. I think the speed of the game. You know, Bull started out and kind of shell shocked them a little bit, and then they they stepped back and they they got a second wind and 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 clocked in so to speak and 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 you know, held their own toward the end of the game. But also on the flip side, you know, not <laughs> – somebody was talking to me about this too. Bull plays Lexington Christian this week. Lexington Christian played af- after that game. So, you know, did Haddock get complacent a little bit? Didn't want to show his hand too much? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But, um, you well, know, it's, it, 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 isn't it hard to show your hand when you've got one of your best best people being ball boys? I'm not going to try to make some <laughs> controversy out of that, but I'm just saying, well, like, well, true. I mean, come I mean, on now. You're, like, you're right. You can't even, you can't correct, even flex that hard when you've got, like, talent just sitting on the sidelines waiting. Just hanging out, I know. And, yeah. I mean, it's a matter of time. You know, it's still up in the air if they're going to play or not, you know, this coming week. But, you know, I, you know, they got some stuff to build on, I think. But the, I, I was impressed defensively as much as I was offensively. You know, they played really well. Um, yeah, but you know, it's no secret that they're the team to beat, but I, you know, I think that they've got some things to, you know, there, there's some game film that's going to be there for them to study and, you know, some kids to improve on and they're only going to go up from here. Yeah. And, and this, I think, uh, you know, just, I don't want to get too far ahead, but this week will be the tail of the tape for Boyle. I think, you know, that Gibson Southern was no snub to, like we said, two losses in the past two years. That's, that's not a team that you can just write off. But in my opinion, this upcoming game with LCA, you've got two Mr. Footballs in the state coming up to play each other. It's one of our games of the week. Um, and it's just – I think this one will be the tail of the tape for Boyle County. And uh, I don't I don't know this for sure, but I think you're going to see Boyle at its full force. And that's just – that's all I'm saying. Well, you got more than two, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but true. hey, I'm – listen, I, I'm – I'm gonna throw out a, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw something out there and I'm I just wanna go, do Chris. it to see I just wanna do it to see if Coach Haddix actually listens to us. <laughs> love you, coach. I'm not a, I'm not a part of this coach. I love you, coach. What I wanna see is I, I'm tired of seeing Bull County playing these teams out of state that you know, you, you just don't know who they are, whether they're good in Indiana or they're good in Ohio. I wanna see the Bull County Rebels start the season off next year against a Pikeville or Trinity, somebody who is more just as big as they are, 
and I will be on the sideline, and I will wear a Bull County shirt if he doesn't. Oh, let's go ahead and get goodness. this happening. <laughs> let's go get this happening. I want. I want to say. I want to see Bull County start the season out with with either, you know, somebody like Pikeville or Trinity next year. One of the top dogs in the state of Kentucky. That's what I want to see. Rebel Nation, see stand Bull, up. I want. I want to see Bull County really flex their dominance. Not just over Frederick Douglass or, you know, even beating Corbin. But I want to see him just take out everybody who has won a state championship. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Let's make it happen. Sponsored by the 12th Region, 12th region hey, Sports Network. Hey, guys. Uh, Corbin, though. That's a good team. We just um, – no, we're 12th Region Sports. But guys, Corbin, that's a good team. Anyway, sorry, Jimmy. Get we'll, back, we'll get talk about back that later. Track. Yeah, Jimmy, get us back on track. Listen. Listen, we'll get to that point whenever we can talk about Corbin. So, in the meantime, all right, now we, that was last week's episode. So, now let's talk, start talking about this week's matchups. And I'm not, we're not going to go into more detail about a lot of these games. A lot of teams this week are, are playing out of region teams. So, we really don't know much about them. But I'm going to, there's a couple of them that I want us to talk about before we end this episode here. Uh, and then, what we're going to do at the end of this episode is, is we're going to pick three, of, I'm going to give you guys three of these games and we're going to do a pick them. And uh, you're gonna, you guys are gonna tell me your score. You're gonna tell me your oh, winner, Lord. and we're gonna decide from there. So, starting next week, or starting actually this coming week, Russell County is playing at Somerset. Now, this is gonna be Somerset's first home game. You know, Russell County is gonna look to get their first win here at the season. You know, and, and look, Russell County's led by. I have no idea who they have because they still have not updated their stats. So, oh, <laughs> so. Russell County is going to end up playing at Somerset. Middlesbrough will play at Gary County. So now, Middlesbrough and now Gary County. If I'm not mistaken here, Chris, Gary County is hosting. They're hosting two games here, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're hosting. The, the, yeah, they're hosting Corbin and all that. Yeah. Yeah, the first time Gary County has ever hosted a bowl. I expect big things over. You know, they got two good games. Um, you know. It's going to be good. You know, we were just talking about Corbin. If anybody wants to see them, that's the closest they're going to be to where you can go check them out. And it only costs you $10. So, well worth the admission. Guys, go, but, go. Corbin's you, good. You, know, you, you got Larry French coming back up. Um, you know, it, it's going to be two really good games. So, hey, Chris, am I not wrong? Is this the last year for Die House Stadium? I keep hearing stuff like that. Is that true? <sighs> You know, they're doing their new uh, sports complex at their new high school. Uh-huh. Um, now, the, in, in all theory, th- there's like two or three phases. I can't remember exactly okay. how many phases they are. But what I also heard last Friday is the football field technically wasn't on the first phase. So, you're going to mm. have baseball, softball, track. Like, it's going to be – I think foot, the football uh, field will be phase two. Okay. Which is going to be another year or two or two or three years down the road. Gotcha. Gotcha. But Die House Stadium has such history. So, guys, go go to these games, man. You're going to see some great football. And I just think, you know, go support the, the Die House Stadium and the GC Rebels or GC Rebels. My gosh. Oh, geez. Jimmy, Jimmy get it, us back on track. Bro. No, I'm so it, sorry. Y'all, y'all going to get off this Bull County train now. Too many, uh, too many, too many of y'all showing too much favoritism. I'm not showing any favoritism. I'm sitting here. No, sir. Up. I'm White Raven. I am biased. Corb, Corbin and North Harden. North Harden, six A school, always producing big time athletes. Look at Kentucky's football roster. I guess every year they've got a kid, maybe two, maybe three kids off of 
North Harden, Lavelle Wright, one of them right there. North Harden awesome. always has athletes. They yeah. always have a solid yeah. football team. They played uh, South Warren last week. Great football game ended up being a you know seven ten point game. So Corbin's probably going to win that game in my opinion, but it'll be a good game with some high profile athletes and a lot of Division one talent. So go watch. Also, also shameless plug: White Raven Media will be at the biggest game of the year, Corbin and Frederick Douglass. So I am excited about that. Sorry, I just can't get off this Corbin stuff. I don't, we are twelfth region, man. I don't know if it's going to be a big game or not. Frederick Douglass. I mean, they they. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. lost a lot, but it wasn't pretty for Frederick. I think they got a lot of. A lot of searching to do here. Well, but in fairness, up, but... I don't I don't know how many Kentucky teams could have went up there and, and and you know, done much better. Not saying, you know, and I'm not taking up for them, but, you know, that, that was a high-quality opponent that's got a ton of Division One signees and Division One offers to kids, and that's no yeah. slouch. Yeah. But their Ohio football is no slouch. I did, awesome. a, this... I did see a stat that said Kentucky teams on the opening week versus Ohio was 0-2. Oh yeah, wow! Versus I saw Indiana that too. teams, they were two and zero. Oh. Wow! So this will be the last time White Raven Media is on the podcast because I keep derailing this stuff, Jimmy. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you just kind of derail it. Anyway, so uh, another game that happens on uh, Friday night is Dunbar and Mercer County. That's Wait, did we, did, did we do the pick them for Garrett? Did we do that? I got I got uh, Garrett winning. I don't know the score. Seventeen twelve. <laughs> is that even possible? I don't know. Yeah, Very we need to make our picks on the first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so we're not, we're, no that is not that. We're not making the picks on the first oh, game. My bad, we're my making, bad, okay, my we're doing. We're doing. We're, we'll get to those games in a minute. But Dunbar and Mercer County playing at Woodford County. Now, this is an interesting stat here, guys. Like Dunbar is led by the senior Trey Berry, who's a receiver there. He's he's a there's a Danville connection with that because his father Mario Berry, Mario Berry was is a Danville graduate. So. You know, that's a, something interesting that I found out whenever I was doing some research on this. So Dunbar plays Mercer County at Woodford County. You know, that's going to be a game to to actually keep an eye on there and see, you know, if Mercer County continues to be, you know, continues to be, you know, one of the top five, six teams here in the region. So uh, Camelsville also plays at Casey County this week. So and Camelsville is coming off a 41 to 14 Coming off of no, they're not coming off forty-one four. They're coming off of a thirty-five to nothing win, I believe. So mm-hmm. that's that's going to be a game there to to for Coach Rogers to see if you know they can capitalize on that as well. So, uh, Chris, another game that is supposed to happen Friday night is Lincoln County is traveling to Bullet Central. Now, here's two words I want to have for you: can't pass. Bullet Central can't pass. I got Lincoln win this game twenty-eight to nothing. Well, yeah. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> you know, you know, there's one, th- there's, there's, there's always, I, I hate it more than anything, but you never know what's going to happen when you make a team ride an hour and a half on a bus to get to a game. Anything that is happen. true. That is true. I, I, I still believe Lincoln County will win this game. I think it's going to be closer than what you predicted. I'm going like a 28 14. Um, but, you know, it just, it's it's just hard when you ride that far. Now the game's got pushed back, so we're at eight thirty. We're in at at eight thirty kickoff, so now it's even more time in between from school letting out to you know getting ready to leave, and you know it, it kind of throws a wrench in your plans. It's a lot of factors, but so eight thirty kickoff, say, Chris. What time are you leaving for that one? Well, I'm pulling the the equipment trailer, so he's rolling out at three thirty. I'll, I'll probably leave about five thirty. And how many bags of Griffos does that ride take? How many can you take down on that ride? Well, I'm only worried about how many Coop Pops I can drink on the way back. 
Hey, really quickly, there's a quick correction. 54 nothing was what Campbellsville just did to Owen County. 54 oh, 54 to nothing. nothing. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's crazy. So, uh, but uh, two, three other games as well before we start talking about the, the three pick'em games I want to talk about. Clinton County travels to Wayne County to play. Now, we're going to see a little bit, you know, of the Edwards to Dumford connection there and seeing if they can, you know, continue that trend. Keep that Anderson County travels to East Jessman, and three words I'm going to mention with this is Dante Parker Morton. I'm going to keep that at that. And then McCurry Central travels at Marion County, who I don't think is is going to be able to beat McCurry Central. So I've got McCurry Central winning that one, 21 to nothing. So that's starting now. Our next, our three games that we want to talk about with our pick on is I'm going to start out. Game number one is going to be Saturday night, Pigskin Classic at Danville Admiral Stadium. Pulaski County plays at Danville now. Chris, what are you looking for in this game? I'm looking forward to see if Danville can keep the momentum going. Um, you know, making it a respectful game. You know, you know, just like Zach said, you're not about more victories, but you can build off keeping the game close. You know, if you go out there and Plasky jumps out. 34 nothing, 42 nothing. you know, then it kind of takes the wind out of your cell a little bit. I'm looking for Danville to keep it close, but I'm also picking Pulaski to win the game. Okay. Zach, your prediction? Um, Danville's going to get theirs. Danville's going to break a few long runs, might catch a screen pass here or there. Danville's going to score a few points. I'm looking defensively, can Danville hang around? Because Danville's going to have to find a way to get some stops because Pulaski, I, I feel like, you know, their offense is only going to get better. Uh, I'm going to throw a score out there. I think Pulaski wins the game. I'm going to go somewhere around probably 38 to 38 20 Pulaski. Lee, your prediction? Uh, this is a coming out party for Pulaski. Um, they're going to come back redeeming themselves from a very tough team. I don't have a lot of faith in Danville. I'm just going to be honest against a very, very good Pulaski team. I got this game coming out 48 to 12. You know, this is going to be one of the games that's good. That's I'm going to be looking for, looking at, you know, the the score on this because this is going to be an intriguing game for me. I actually have in my prediction written down. I've got written down one one team, but I'm actually thinking about this now, and I'm kind of having to change the heart here a little bit. I'm going to change my prediction score from who I originally had from Pulaski County, 28-21. I'm going to go with Danville to win this game. Whoa, 14 bro, to 21, bro. Don't do it like that. You're going to eat that crow like I did. Me and you both did last year. <laughs> uh, the next game, West Jessman travels to Ashland. And, you know, that's going to be a game there that we can just – they're going to side. You know, Ashland just now moved to 4A. So, uh, Ashland is another team that is coming off of, uh, I think, two years ago or three years ago. They won a state championship there. So, you know, that's going to be a good battle there for, for West Jessman to decide if are they going to be able to still have that momentum going forward as well. Um, last two games that we got going on this week, it, it is our back and body highlight games of the week. Yes, game sir. number one, game number one Friday night is Pineville at Rock. Chris, your prediction, and what are we going to look for? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Rock Castle is going to hand handle this one easily. Uh, don't know much about Pineville, so I'm not even going to attempt it. But I'm going to say twenty-eight seven Rock Castle. Zach, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Rockcastle's gonna light the scoreboard up. Uh, let's go, Rockcastle 52, Pineville 12. 
Oh, 52 to 12. Let's go. 52 12. Yes, sir. Mark that down. When I'm right, you all will call me out next time. And give me hey, if, if, you're, if you're right, Chris will give you some, some grippos. Uh, deal. Hottest <laughs> they can get. <laughs> yeah, that's their flops to me. Lee, your predictions, and welcome yeah. to the Yeah, Rock Castle is no snub this year. I told, I said it before. Rock Castle is definitely a team to watch. Isaiah Jackson's going to go off. Um, I got the prediction 58 to uh, 30. See, I got this game pretty close. So I got this. I got Rock winning 38 to 14 on this game. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting out there to Rock on Friday night and trying to see him exactly, you know, what, what Coach Larky's got lined up there and get a good look at them as well. So, last game that we're going to talk about here tonight before we let everybody go is, is our second game of the week, back and body highlight game of the week, is LCA at Boyle. So, Zach, I'm going to start with you on this one. What, what are we going to look for here? And give me your prediction. I, I'm, I've been thinking about this. I, I had a feeling that this was going to be the game you were going to call out on. <laughs> here's the thing, Here's the thing, and I'm going to tell you one player that's going to stick out. When you've got a high-profile Mr. Football-type candidate coming in, Cutter Bowley, LCA, quarterback, no doubt the kid's a stud. But how many times do you see the opposite team's same position show out? And I'm going I'm to mark up Sage Dawson right here. I think he's going to have a career game. Yes. Uh, LCA's going to score. It's going to be an absolute, you know, Knock down, drag out game. I think for a while. I think Bull gets away late. There's going to be a ton of points scored because both offenses can score at any point in time from anywhere on the field. Um, I just, but Sage Dawson, I think it's going to be his coming out party. Not that he hasn't had one yet, but this is really going to be one to solidify his Bull County career. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Let's go Bull County 45, LCA 21. Ooh, geez. Okay, uh, Chris, your prediction and what can we look forward to? Well. Let's just – we keep saying uh, Mr. Football Candidate, but Ball County has three kids on that list. I mean – I thought it was yeah. just Sage. Is it not well, – is it more? Well, Sage, Tavy. Let's be honest. Let's just stop right there. And and, and, and I don't mean this in a bad oh, well, way. On the, because, on the preseason watch list. On the preseason. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. a lot yeah. of places you read, the award's yeah. already already given out. The kid's going to – Yeah. Not yeah, saying yeah. he's not deserving yeah. of it. But, you know, yeah. his name's already there. And barring something crazy happening, the kid getting hurt or maybe, and, and God forbid nothing happened, you know, he's the front runner, no doubt. If you had odds on something like that, he's he's your betting favorite. Not saying the other kids. And Bull's got several kids that are deserving, too, that should be there. But, you know, in my opinion, you know, the awards already give out. And it's just how, how it is. It's, it's, it's political. But, you know, I'm not right saying now, he's not deserving. On, on my prediction here, now – is Mari Brown eligible? That's that's what we all want to know. Will Mari Brown be playing Saturday? Does I don't. I, 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 I can't say it. I know. I I'll text answer, you privately. I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'll text okay, you privately. Okay. Okay. Okay, Chris. <laughs> let's just let's just let's just say that if if Mari Brown is playing, so what? All right, let's all go right. for your prediction. I'm, say, I'm saying I'm saying Bull County full strength. I'm picking Bull County 56 to 28. Jeez. Whoa. Double them up. Y'all are awesome, man. <laughs> Lee, your prediction and, and what's going to happen? All right. This um, – I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. Sage Dawson, like you said, has Zach has a career game. I also think this is also another person, not that he has not had a coming out party. I think Sage and Tavy connect for over 200 yards together. I think um, – I think we're going to see some surprise names on the field um, for the first time. And I think you're going to see Haddix at his full force because let's be real, guys, both of these teams want this bad. 
They they know the stakes of this game. And 100%, I see this coming down to a barn burner 56-48 win with, oh, my gosh, I don't want to play with my heart, but I think Boyle just takes this. And I think this is the time where Sage really makes his name and says, guys, put me in the mix. And I honestly think that this gives his name recognition for Mr. Football of the Year. Um, I I'm think Boyle comes away with a abs- – This is if you're not doing anything Saturday night, if you're not at the Rebel Stadium watching this game, you don't, you, don't, you don't care about football. This is the game of the year, one of the games of the year in my opinion, and this is going to be a classic party, and you're going to see Haddocks at his most hyped after this win. This is a definite win for Boyle County, like 58-46, something crazy like that. I'm Bro, just you're going to be on a wedding. I'm on a, I'm on I a know I'm going to be at a freaking wedding. I'm going to be filming a wedding, but I, like, I hope this game goes late because I'm going to be – this is my next stop <laughs> in my suit. I'm coming in and getting at this game. <laughs> I'm going complete opposite of you all with breakout players. I think it's all going to be Avery Bodner. I think I, I think like LCA – I think LCA is going to – they're going to have two guys spying – Quisenberry the whole game. I like that. Um, and but I think I think they're going to they're going to get the defense backpedaling and Bolden's just going to run all over them. Ooh, that's a good that's a good analysis. I like that actually. I, you I, can't I'll go wrong with that. Yeah, you know, that's uns- that's the kid right <laughs> I, there. He gets he I, does it every week, but he so doesn't get exactly. all the praise. So so many weapons, man. And let's be real. Even if if Mari's eligible and plays. You got so many weapons, dude. Avery's gonna run. Mari's gonna run. They're just dogs all over the place. LCA, gosh, blessed man. What a game. That's gonna be. I, I, I'm gonna ask you guys a question while we're on here, real quick. I, I want I want to go around the horn here and talk to everybody. Total yards in the game. Let's talk about that real quick. Total oh, yards. Uh, in yeah. the game. Oh lord. Oh lord. Um, offensive yards, not count special teams. Just offensive offensive yards. Real quick. I'm I'm gonna go plus eight fifty. That's I, I mean I, yeah. I'm going well, to say we're going to be knocking on a thousand. Yeah. Are you talking both sides of the ball, LCA and Boyle? Yeah, Absolutely. Offensively, the, the yeah. entire game yeah, on offense. Dude, this is going to be an offensive showcase. I like. I'm with. I'm with you guys. Like eight plus eight fifty plus like nine hundred. You're going to see some yards, man. You're going to see Good. just offensive juggernaut. More of a reason to be at Rebel Stadium on Friday. Absolutely. Saturday night what are you doing if you're not there and not filming a wedding? <laughs> Get out there, man. Well, I'm not. Uh, going, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you're 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 busy. You're you're doing you're doing very very good Grippo stuff. No, I'm up I'm, in I'm Lexington d- filming I, a wedding. Listen, I'm doing fun time with my father this weekend. I've got a I've got no car, and we're actually going drag racing. So let's go. That's a good time. Well, you, you can't, can't be, that you, you can't won't have that. it tuned in on the radio in some way, shape, or form. No, I'll, I'll have it on my phone. I'll have it on my phone. <laughs> oh I'll yeah, you're gonna have it on his phone, of course. Well, all right, guys, that's gonna wrap up our, our episode this week. We want to thank our sponsors: PBK Bank, Amy Hazlett Insurance, Back and Body Chiropractic, My Time Realty, J and J Septic Services, One on One Business Solutions and Danville Bowler Rama and of course Chris Hazlett our local Grippos guys we want to thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the 12th Region Sports Podcast tune in for our tw- our rankings this week it's dropping today at 4 o'clock as you listen yep. to this episode so guys we thank you guys for listening to it and we'll see you guys next week peace at Back and Body Chiropractic Center we make your pain our mission Dr. Michael Turner and Dr. Erica Montgomery Turner have been serving Central Kentucky for 22 years. Both are avid sports fans and enjoy keeping athletes in peak performance shape. Both are former high school and college athletes as well, so they know what it takes to maintain athletes and what they need when it comes to chiropractic care. 
Both doctors treat patients of all ages and enjoy helping others maintain a healthy, active lifestyle. Visit us at backandbody.net, that's B-A-C-K-N-B-O-D-Y.net, or call or text us at 606-787-2800 for a consultation today. Back and Body Chiropractic Center, Liberty, Kentucky.